Hi, welcome to Mark's Motivational Podcast for this Thursday episode. I hope it finds as well. So today I was delighted to be joined by another author, Derek Power. Um, he's the author of a novel, Filthy Henry, The Fairy Detective, so it sounds really, really good. So it was great talking to Derek today. Uh, thanks a million for coming on the podcast. So you got to check out his stuff on Amazon. And uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. So take care. So every tourist we're going to do um, an interview now with an author. Um, it's going to be uh, touristy episodes with authors on Mark's Motivational Podcast. So stay tuned for that. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Thank you. Hi, welcome to Mark's Motivational Podcast for this Thursday. Um, I hope it finds as well, whether you're listening in the morning, afternoon or evening. So tonight I'm delighted to be joined. Today I'm delighted to be joining another guest, Derek Power, who's an author and he's uh, very kindly come on to, uh, agreed to come on to the podcast. So you're very welcome along today, Derek. Thanks for having me, Mark. Great to be here. Yeah, great stuff. So we'll probably start off um, about your books. Like, um, What was the first book you, you, you've um, written? What's, what's the book you have out at the moment again? Um, so the, the first book I wrote was, um, it's called Filthy Henry, the Fairy Detective. Um, yep, so great. it's it's actually uh, the first in a series of books that I write. Um, yeah. So I've often loved the Celtic mythology that is in Ireland, like all the old legends and stuff like that. So yeah. what I did was I took the legends and I put a modern spin on them. And mm. so each book kind of looks at just one legend from mm-hmm. a modern lens. Uh, so in the first one, Filthy Henry is a half human, half fairy, and he works as a private detective. Okay. And he kind of exists in the world because when a crime happens in the human world that involves fairies or vice versa, they yeah. need a neutral party to kind of figure out what went wrong. Mm. Um, but the problem is Filthy Henry is very sarcastic and nobody actually likes him and he doesn't really like people as well. Yeah. So the, the first book was about the leprechaun and um, the king of the leprechauns has his crock of gold stolen and Filthy Henry has to figure out where it's stolen from and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so there's four books in the series at the moment um, there's there's one that deals with like the legend of Valor and Dagda there's one that deals with uh, Cullen. Um, mm. there's uh, the one I'm working on at the moment then is kind of all based around Halloween and the Halloween legends and myths and stuff like that so um, I'm hoping to get that one finished in the next couple of months and yeah. then uh, that'd be book five um, mm. and I kind of they're a comedy fantasy series yeah um, but I I wrote them in a way that you can kind of pick up any book you don't need to have read the ones that came before. And yeah. so if, if you really wanted to read the one about Cucullin, like, for example, you mm. can just pick that up and you're, you're good with all the information that's in the book. Yeah, that, that sounds great. Yeah, I'll have to look forward to getting my, hand, my hands on that myself as well, Derek. That sounds brilliant. Thanks for sharing that with us. And uh, where can people buy that? I can see it's on Amazon. Yeah, it, it's up on Amazon and most of the other e-readers as well. Um, so okay. you can get it like on Apple Books or Google Books or any of those ones. Um, mm. There's some stores stock it, um, okay, I don't actually know good. which ones. They kind of order it, like um, so. The, the bookshop in Scary's Village, for example, stocks it where I live. Um, very good, yeah. And there's a there's a couple of other stores. Uh, the small independent bookshops yeah. around the city and um, have it right. in stock most times, which is good. Mm, yeah. So I hope it's going doing really well for you. So that's great. And uh, I can see you're making an audio book of it as well, and um, a podcast as, as well. Do you want to talk about that? It was was that kind of difficult to do? Uh, Derek yeah so that, that's actually funny and um, I actually wasn't involved in the creation of that other than okay. I wrote the book and um, yeah. so a really good friend of mine he's um 
very big into making music and, and sound engineering and he's, like, he's doing a course on all that kind of stuff at the moment and yeah. and when the pandemic kicked off he kind of was like i need a pandemic project and he just yeah. came up with a team tune for mm. filthy henry and he was like well what do you think of this and i was like that's actually class and he goes for the grand so i've recorded a couple of chapters and i was like you've done what so he narrates it he puts on the voices he does all the editing of it and then I literally just upload it to um, a podcast syndicator site and it gets pushed out everywhere. And so he did book one uh, last year and I think he's 19 chapters of book two currently done. Uh, so we'll, we'll probably have that finished by the end of August. Um, yeah. We call that season two. Um, and it's, it's actually, it's, it's really good because uh, the response that we've gotten to it's actually been very positive and it's actually generated book sales as well because he's, he takes he doesn't take liberties but he he um he changes some of the content from the book so if there's mm. certain jokes that don't work because you know jokes work on paper more than in visuals yeah. and vice versa he'll, yeah. he'll drop them or he might change subtle kind of language and mm. um, not that the book is too sweary but he doesn't have because we're trying to make sure the podcast can go out to as many people as possible and um, exactly. as many yeah. age brackets and stuff so mm. he's really good at kind of spotting all that stuff so he makes those edits and then uh we put it out together and we just promote it as best we can that's great. That's a really good idea. Fair play to him. Like it's it's great the way um things came out of the pandemic like that. You know, for him yeah. to start something like that. That's brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like it's just yeah. this random project, and it's yeah. like it took off, and we're sitting there like I think we're on five thousand downloads at the moment, like in, in a little over a year and a half. So uh, we're we're very happy with how it's progressed. Yeah, that's brilliant, brilliant, Derek. Yeah. And when when to where? How did your uh, writing begin? Your your story begin with writing? Have you always um dabbled in writing yourself, Derek? Yeah, so I've often, since I was a teenager, I was kind of writing short stories and stuff like that. Yeah. And I really enjoyed English. I Obviously, as a writer, I'm a big reader as well. Like So I love reading yeah. pretty, pretty much anything. Um, yeah. So it was around about 2013, 2014, I wrote the first Filthy Henry book. So kind of the idea yeah. for the world that he lives in kind of all came up all at the same right. time. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, you know, I got the first one out. And I was like, well, I have another story and it's, it's a Filthy Henry story again. So I did it again and then I did the third yeah. one. Um, mm. So after the fourth one, though, I had an idea for a sci-fi story. Um, so I took a break from Filthy and I wrote the sci-fi story. That took me about two years to get that one done, finished. Mm. And that was released last August. And yeah. again, up on Amazon and, and in most places. Mm. Um, and then I am back then into Filthy now. Filthy Henry Book 5 is the one that I'm working on at the moment. So, yeah, it was like 2013. What are we now? 2021. So eight years mm. I've been kind of struggling and going along and doing it <laughs> yeah yeah and what was the name of that other book the sci-fi one you, you did sound to me earlier on just uh, what was that called again for people to to find it it's it's called duplex tempest um, and right, yeah yeah so it's uh it's up on all the e-reader um sites like so again you can get it from apple or, or google books yeah. wherever you get your ebooks from yeah that's brilliant eric yeah so what, what you can do is send me on uh, the links to it so i can can uh, put them on the show notes as well for you you know Oh yeah, absolutely, perfect. Yeah, Appreciate so, it. yeah, great. so people people are able to find it, so that's great. No, no problem. And um, just for, for instance, like, can I just ask you what kind of motivates you? You know, like to your writing, because um, I suppose I suppose there's always going to be tricky times where you might hit a wall, but um, you know, so to speak, you know, um, what kind of motivates you to keep going with your writing? Yeah. So um, when I when I get down to the actual writing, writing, I have most of the book plotted out in a, a file that I keep on the PC. So yeah. um, 
when I'm writing the actual book, I don't really hit the writer's block because I'm kind of just following my rough guide. Um, right. yeah. uh, I read somewhere before, uh, if you do something 10 times in a row, it can become habit forming. And um, mm. so every day I try and write at least 500 words. Uh, some days it can be a bit of a struggle because, you know, you might be tired. You might be tired from the kids or from work or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you'd be there for like two hours and you're like, mm. God, I'm on 499 words. I just need to get one more word. <laughs> And yeah. then some days you'll just get up and the coffee hits your brain and mm. suddenly you've got 2000 words written before you even know it. Yeah. Um, but the main goal is I try and get 500 words at least every day. Um, and then when I'm into the editing phases of the books, I try and edit at least two pages a night. Yeah. Um, and then it's just chipping away. Um, a lot of people seem to kind of like, they'd be thinking, you know, I'm going to write a book and a book has to be 80,000 words or 90,000 words. Mm. And it seems like a huge mountain. And it is like, it's, it's yeah, a it body is, of yeah. work. Yeah. But uh, if you just chip away that small bits, mm -hmm. you, you get it done kind of thing. Um, yeah. And then the kind of the main reason I keep doing it, like as a, as a hobby, it kind of keeps me away from other boring things. Like I'm mm. a slight workaholic. So I'd be, still working if I was not doing something else like so yeah, yeah. Um, and then you kind of get the scratch in the back of your head like you know you have a story in the back of your head and like it, it mm. wants to get out and if you don't write it you just keep yeah. on having these mad thoughts about it and we eventually yeah. like it's like I'll just write it and I'll get it out onto the page and then I'm done yeah. um, and then like I said like promoting it is the hard part that's the part mm. I really I'm bad at um, yeah. and I need to kind of focus on that a little bit yeah but no, that's really good like for anybody that's listening like to have a structure like that of doing having like a certain amount of words to do every day so that's great thanks a lot for sharing that like that can really help anybody like that writes like myself even so yeah that's great yeah, yeah. so so like um you know what you're saying about like writing a certain amount of words every day would you have a kind of a structure where you you, you set i'm gonna write at this time of the day or anything like that or where do you really get your inspiration from um derek yeah, so for for when I write, um, like so usually I finish work about five, six o'clock and yeah. you know, we have family time from then until when the kids mm. go to bed, which is usually about eight or half eight. Yeah. And then my wife is super supportive. She always is trying to push me to do more writing, to do more promotion in my writing and stuff like that. Anytime she sees anything on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, she'll tag me in it and be like, you know, you, right. you need to be writing here or promoting mm. here kind of thing. And so one, once the kids are in bed, I'll sit down and I'll try and get about half an hour, 40 minutes. On, yeah. on the keyboard and it's just pure writing and yeah. sometimes I might pop the headphones on just to kind of drown out any background noise um, mm. but it's it's generally in the night times and um, at the weekends I might do it in the afternoon because I don't have the whole work day consuming uh, you know a large yeah. chunk of, of your yeah. valuable, valuable writing time um, and then like I said like I have everything plotted out uh, and someone gave me the best bit of advice when I was in school and uh, it was actually my English teacher and um, he said, you don't have to get a word perfect first go. Uh, that's what editing's for. So, mm. you know, I write out the 500 words or whatever, the thousand words that I get out. And I know myself, I might be chopping them when I come back to draft two or draft three, or I might be padding it out a little bit. It's just important to get it out first. Yeah. Because um, if, I, if I sat there all day trying to get that perfect sentence, I'd never get anything done. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just a kind of, that's the, the process that I would use. Yeah, very good, very good. And you, you, you obviously self-published a lot of your stuff. Is that right, Derek? Yeah. So uh, initially, I tried to go down the traditional publishing route with yeah. Filthy Henry when I when I finished writing it. And so I went looking for agents, and I didn't really get any bites. And then there was a couple of publishing houses that would have been open to un uh, unrepresented manuscripts. Uh, sent yeah. them in, and I can't remember who it was. 
but one publisher actually got back to me and they had said look it's it's very hard for new people to get into the industry at the moment mm-hmm. um because the kindle had just kind of really took off around yeah. 2013 yeah um, and they basically were it was like the ipod of mm. the the publishing world they were like people were able to just bang out these things for mm. 99 cent all yeah. on their own and yeah. the publishers they weren't taking a punt so they actually said why don't you try it on the kindle so i was like you know what i'll give it a try um, and the first one's done well enough that I was like, okay, grant, this actually seems fairly simple. So, yeah. um, like I did the covers myself and then I hired an editor for it, for it. Um, I put it all together then and off she went. Um, and that's the same then for the, the last or the, the other five books in that I've published as well. Um, so with Duplex, Duplex Tempest, um, because it wasn't the Filthy Henry book, I tried going back the traditional road. Mm-hmm. Um, because I figured you know it was a departure from Filthy Henry is now a series, so chances yeah. of someone picking up a Filthy Henry book for me in the traditional sense isn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so Duplex Tempest, I actually got a couple of agents that were talking to me, and um, but they uh, eventually they kind of came to the conclusion that the story wasn't strong enough for them to take the punt. Um, mm-hmm. so I was like, you know what, I've been shopping it around for six or seven months now. At this age, I'll, I'll self-publish this one as well. So, mm-hmm. um, the the mm-hmm. cover of it is actually I got a guy off Fiverr and that website you can go like freelancers and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I just went to him and I kind of said like, look, I like some of your work. I have an idea for a cover if you can do it. Um, and he was like, yeah, happy to do that. So you know, negotiated a price, got a fantastic looking cover. I love the cover, and um, it was exactly nice. what I had described to him. So, um. It's uh yeah, it was a good experience using that. I definitely be doing something like that again. I think in the future. Mm, yeah, that's great because no, I agree with you hundred percent because I've written my first book as well. So I think self publishing is a good way way forward, isn't it? Really for people, especially that are starting out. Would you agree with me there? Yeah, well, I was talking to a friend of mine. He's he's in the movie industry um uh, in LA, and he was saying what's happening now is if you want to try and get the bigger people to notice you like the big traditional publishers and you yeah. almost have to start building your brand yourself yeah um, yeah and i remember as well when i was starting out with the self-publishing i was reading about this um author i kind of butcher her name though i think it was emily hocking was her name okay. and she had written a trilogy of mm. uh dark fantasy books and when she mm. shopped them around nobody was interested and she was like okay i'm gonna put them up on amazon and she'd done a, a thing where the first book was 99 cents and then the next one was six and the one after that was six as well and what ended up happening was just through her own promotion and the quality of her work and word of mouth and whatever, um, she made like a million dollars, I think, wow. from book sales. And right. then the publishing crowd came back and she was like, well, I don't need you now. It's just funny. Um, yeah. So but my friend was saying, like, you know, definitely with the self-publishing, it's, it's you're building your brand, you're getting your going. Yeah. And then at, at the end of the day, then it's a luck game, right? You know, you get that yeah. one book like The Martian, and um, mm. that was self-published. And you know, you know, there's a Matt Damon movie about it. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So hopefully, we've seen the movie uh, from you soon from your book. You know, I, I would love a Filthy Henry movie. I think it'd be amazing. <laughs> Great, yeah, because I love the, the idea. It's absolutely brilliant, Derek. Brilliant. And you might uh, as well share like your friend that's done the um the the sorry the you know the the, the podcast, podcast the podcast and the the audio book. Like you might maybe. Uh, share his links if, if he if he if he wants you know he can do that as well for him 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's yeah, I've, I have said it to him before about maybe doing other books for other people. Yeah. <laughs> he said, no, no, I'm quite, I'm just happy doing Filthy Henry. And I was like, yeah, Good come stuff, on. Yeah. Like the, the quality yeah. of like, you could, you could easily yeah. knock these out as well. But yeah. I definitely will. If he has any, uh, if he has a portfolio that he's put together, I'll definitely send you on the link to you. Yeah, uh, that's too. brilliant. Yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate you coming on tonight, Derek. It's great. Yeah, thanks very much. And I wish you the best of luck with, with your books, you know. And um, I'll probably just ask a few of your favourites now, if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so would you, well, what's your favorite book yourself or favorite author? Do you have like that's inspired you really? Yeah, so um it's actually it's it's a combination. So my favorite book of all time would be Philip K. Dick's Do Android's Dream of Electric Sheep. I absolutely love it. And um, in fact, I've read it so many times that when I got it on my Kindle, kind of just to have on my Kindle. I was yeah. like, you know, I haven't read it in a year, so I'll read it now. And I spotted that the dates have all been changed because what I love about Philip K. Dick's books where his future was like the 90s. Mm-hmm. So it was like Blade Runner was based in 1992. And then I was yeah. reading the book and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa what's this 2592? That's not right. Someone's changed <laughs> Philip K. Dick. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Um, so Duplex Tempest was kind of like my, you know, my my fan love letter to, to that book. Like it was all... Yeah. Duplex is about a sci-fi noir story and it would a, a detective do Android's dream is about a detective and a crime and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then in terms of author, favorite author, I probably would have to go with Terry Pratchett. And um, mm. I absolutely loved the Discworld series that he mm. wrote. Um, and then he has a couple of other ones. Um, he wrote one called The Long Earth, which was about a parallel planets and you travel to it using a potato powered uh, device and okay and then he, he wrote one with neil gaiman called uh, good omens which was like a comedic version of the omen and um, okay. it's yeah. actually one of my most prized possessions because i met terry patches in east right. um, yeah. and he signed it for me so like i have it somewhere in the house like in a fireproof box you know? <laughs> yeah, in, yeah. in case of emergency grab kids grab dog grab book check if wife is followed out the door <laughs> 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 great yeah yeah that, that sounds like a great book actually like that's that's what i love about doing these podcasts so you get some good recommends you know oh <laughs> uh, if you've never read this world absolutely start reading this world um yeah. he done he done this thing where uh even though like it's a complete series mm. and there's like i think it was like 42 books when he died and um, yeah. he wrote kind of similar characters in mm. certain groups so my brother for example hates like 90 percent of the Discworld books but he reads all the ones that have the guards in them because okay. he loves those characters like so there's something yeah. for everybody in the Discworld series yeah that's great yeah thanks for that recommend that's great and um do you have do you like any um any non-fiction books yourself Derek do you, do you read any of that kind of stuff and just stuff for work which is going to be very boring yeah, so like, i'm reading one at the moment <laughs> you know about about project management and flow like so nobody's okay. gonna want to hear about that <laughs> oh, no, that's cool that's cool um so moving on to music uh, do you have what, what are your favorite bands or uh, musicians yourself oh my my music tastes are kind of eclectic and all over the place um i'm a, I'm a big lover of acdc um oh, yeah uh you know just i'd always have them playing in fact i think i've probably burnt my phone to death playing uh, back in black Me you know, too, so yeah. all the times um, <laughs> yeah. when i'm uh, when i'm writing actually i find i need to listen to music that doesn't have words in it because mm. i have a nasty habit of the words the lyrics getting you know transposed into the what i'm writing so yeah and um, soundtracks movie soundtracks are a big thing that i'd listen to in the background and um, when i'm doing any writing i just need to kind of just drown out the world a little bit um yeah, yeah that's the kind of the music taste at the moment you know getting back to the book philip k dick he's a he's a great writer like absolutely great like you know um 
Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I really enjoyed Blade Runner reading that, and then my my report as well was great. Yeah, and um, Total Recall it is as well. Uh, yeah, oh, class, class stuff. And there yeah, was there yeah. was one actually uh, years ago. I can't remember the name of the actual story. It was a short story, but there was a movie called The Adjustment Bureau. Okay. Um, it's it's got uh, Matt Damon in it, and there's this like you know, celestial power that's trying to guide his life because he's meant to become the president and he keeps on bumping into Emily Blunt and they keep falling in love and they keep on trying to break them apart kind of thing. Yeah. And when myself and my wife were watching it, I was like, Jesus, this is like a Philip K. Dick story the way it's going on. And then we were watching the credits and I was like, it's based off a of Philip K. Dick story. You can tell, <laughs> you can just tell by watching you it. Like, yeah. That's a Philip K. Dick story. That's, that's one of those crazy ones that he's had. Yeah, it's great, great. Yeah, so moving nicely on to the movies then. Uh, what Do you have any favourite movies yourself? Um, well, because of the book, Blade Runner is obviously one of my favorite yeah, movies. Yeah, of course, yeah, um, it's great. And yeah. It has to be the director's cut for me. I know some people would argue the final cuts, the the, the, mm. the one that you should watch. But if I'm going to pick another one, then um, The Usual Suspects. I absolutely love The Usual Suspects. Um, great, film. great movie. I like. I keep telling people it's one of those movies you have to watch twice because you watch mm. it the first time, and then when you watch it the second time, you see so much different stuff because you know the story. Yeah. Um, and again it's oh, one of those ones that I've watched like a half dozen times the only killer yeah. is uh, like uh, Kevin Spacey with his whole mm. situation that's going on there yeah. you're kind of yeah. like I can yeah. still like the movie though right <laughs> it doesn't make <laughs> yeah. me a yeah. bad guy <laughs> <laughs> no it is a great movie great film yeah great film yeah um, yeah and, and do you watch any series on Netflix any any uh, favourite series on Netflix yourself um, so I'm currently going through Snowpiercer and okay. the the Netflix series, and um, so it's 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 slightly different to the movie. Um, this is, the basic premise is the same: the world's frozen over, and there's a train going around. But uh, the the TV show then diverges a little bit with its storylines. Um, and then the one that myself and my wife are watching together, um, but the gaps between the seasons is it's just it's the killer part of it is uh, Westworld. Okay. Um, okay loved the whole again it's you know it's it's sci-fi it's you know androids it's mm. it's that whole yeah. aspect to it yeah um, but i think it's like two or three years between seasons <laughs> and then okay, you get yeah. like six episodes so it's like oh, come on give me more well <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They're, they're kind of current ones on the watch list at the moment yeah sound good sound good takeaways there all right and then when you can travel again where, where do you like to travel like yourself and your wife where do you like to go on holidays what's your favorite place to go and so before we had kids, Italy was our big favorite place to go. Absolutely. So we've been a couple yeah. of times. And yeah. Venice in particular, we're, we're big mm. fans of Venice. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, if you ever get a chance to go, like, and um, we've gone twice now, we were lucky to be able to do that. And um, we went once on our own. And then when we had uh, Olivia, our eldest, and um, I think she was about one, we were able to go on a family holiday and we nice. brought her to Venice on a, a day trip. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, she's obviously totally oblivious to the whole fact that she was in this yeah. lovely, lovely architectural place with all this art and stuff going around. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And then last year we done a, uh, not last year, <laughs> last year, the time has no meaning because of the pandemic. I know, right? I know, um, true, yeah. The last summer we were able to do anything. Uh, we took the kids camping in France and oh, one of those cool. Euro camps. Oh, brilliant, um, yeah. and it was brilliant. It was just kind of like, you know, nature and a lovely little cabin. Um, mm. All the mean he's right within walking distance. The kids just enjoying themselves, running around the place. You know, sounds great. Wife sit there, read the books. Mm. Um, so yeah, they're kind of the places that we usually go to. And um, we used to do a lot of camping when we were 
free and single from kids, but uh, parenting changes you. Too yeah, big time. <laughs> <laughs> You're at Disney now, and uh, yeah, sal- salute like- for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but no that's great thanks William for for coming on it's brilliant and uh, maybe one last thing if it's okay because it's a motivational podcast if you could kind of give um anybody advice in writing um like to, to motivate them like what kind of advice would you give them Derek um so I suppose I'd say like I said earlier like you know it's it's a huge number of words you think you have to write but if you just chip away at it 500 a day bam 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 you'll get there in the end and um, yeah and then you just have to be like, I think all writers were our own worst critics, really, mm. at the end of the day. And yeah. we were convinced everything that we produce is rubbish and no one's going to mm. care about it. So you just have to ignore your inner mm. critic and um, yeah, write the story good. that you want to write, that mm. you'd be interested in reading and yeah. then get a couple of beta readers. Um, you know, mm. I... Uh, I'm actually quite fortunate. I'm um, involved in a small indie publishing house. Um, so we're called Breaking Rules Publishing Europe. Um, okay, cool. And it's myself and three other people. And like, I'm kind of learning all the tricks of the trade from them. But like uh, advanced reader groups are a big thing. Um, you can get people to give you genuine feedback and they don't care about your feelings because they don't know you. Um, you know, you, you sign up to a service and it's just like, look, I've got a book. This is the theme. This is the plot. This is the character. Anyone want to read it for me? You get a load of people will sign up and go, absolutely, I'll read that for you. And then they'll come back with notes and, you know, you can make your changes then because they don't care about hurting your feelings. And so you mm. get some really good feedback from that type of stuff. Um, so that, yeah, that, they're kind of the big bits, you know, the word count, just do it. Set yourself a, a manageable target each day. Just make sure you hit that at least. You'll hit it some days, no problem. And you'll go over. Some days you won't and you'll struggle, but you'll just hit it. And then the advanced reader group stuff, big help. Um, because you get that external review of your your work that's brilliant Derek that's that's really good for everybody that's listening that's that's really helpful thanks a million I might even look into that myself that's that's brilliant so um listen thanks a million again Derek for coming on uh the podcast thanks for having me great chat brilliant so that was Derek Power everybody um so you check this out this this will be going live uh, next Thursday so be also also on YouTube to check it out so listen thanks again Derek and all the best in your future endeavors as well Cheers, brilliant. Talk to you again. Okay, thanks for tuning in. Take care. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for so tuning in to today's podcast, Mark's Motivational Podcast, with your host, Marcus Strange. So that was a great interview with Derek Power today. Thanks for meeting Derek for coming on the podcast. I wish you all success in your in your books going forward. Um, so listen thanks for tuning in like I said earlier on um, every Thursday we're going to talk to a new author and promote their books so it'll be Authors Thursday on Mark's Motivational Podcast so I hope you, um, you're in for a treat I've got some really good guests coming up and that was great talking to Derek again today so uh, thanks a lot for tuning in and have a great weekend it's time to fall. goodbye good morning